get into those nations in January to let the nation know what is awaiting them. So that um, when those things happen, people will know how to go to God and who to go to. But for you, this is what is happening. Next year is the year of God's glory. That is the saints of God on earth. When I say you, I mean the saints of God on earth. It is the year of God's glory. I will talk about that at the break of day in the new year. First, second thought. We will concentrate on the year of God's glory. What is to be done? What is, what is to be expected? What does God do whenever the cycle of this age clocks the year of his glory? What prompted God to do what he would do? And also, what do you expect in the church and out of the church? First, second, third. But today, the Lord told me to tell you, any time that the power of God will move on earth, God always moves in two dimensions. In the dimension of judgment and in the dimension of mercy. The mercy of God is always attracted. God sends both out. And the mercy of God is always attracted by those who are faithful in God. So when God sends judgment, He sends mercy. And you can see that from Genesis to Revelation. But what happens is that those who are righteous will attract mercy. And those who are unrighteous will attract judgment. So, when you see a bitter judgment of God upon some people, you will see extreme mercy of God on other people. Now, the manifestation of mercy or or judgment depends on the individual. You know, the Bible talks a lot about to the people of Israel, as well if you read the book of Exodus from chapter 23, he says that the nation that you that I am driving out from before you did this evil and the land vomited them. The land, ground. And in some cases he says that the blood of the innocent that has been spilled on the ground cried to me. Alright? When he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he said that... Um, the ground of Sodom and Gomorrah cried to me. I have come to see whether the cry I had is true. But then, today, briefly, I want you to get yourself ready. What does God need from man? So that man will be qualified for mercy. Is what you know. Before is faith. Faith. In the book of Luke, chapter 1, we, did, we, tried, we treated that in the Christmas day. On the Christmas day, verse 37. After the angel appeared to Mary and told Mary about the fact that Mary will conceive and have a child, though she was virgin. In another words, God, the angel told Mary that something will happen to you, which has never happened to anybody. Really, it will not happen to anybody after you. 
So, and that's a type of God telling you about what he wants to do with your life. But the condition and the environment is contrary to what God is saying. Situation that is prevailing defiles or contends or disputes with what God is saying about you. In that situation. So the woman asked question that, you know, how can this be? It's just not possible. And the angel said, the spirit of the most high will come upon you. Understand. I will treat about that more in the new year. How does prophetic come to pass? One, the Holy Spirit locates a man and descends upon a man. And when the Holy Spirit alights upon a man, the power of God overshadows the man. And whenever that happens, whatever God has said comes to pass. Let me give you an example. In the beginning, God created heavens and earth, Genesis chapter 1. The earth was void and formless. Verse 2, and darkness covered the deep. But the Spirit of the Lord was what? Hoovering. But did nothing. Did nothing. The Spirit of God is hovering, but nothing happened. There was chaos. There was emptiness. There was trouble. But the Spirit of God was there. Did nothing. Why? The Spirit does nothing without the word of faith. It is the word of faith, prophetic word of God that brings the manifestation of the Spirit. When the time came for things to change and order to come, the Bible says, And God said, Let there be light. So the Spirit acted upon the word and brought light. Same thing with you. God spoke the word to the woman in her states. And the angel explained to the woman, For my word to come to pass, the Spirit of God will alight over you. Breathe upon the word. And the power of God will overshadow you. And then that comes to pass. But for the Spirit of God to locate a man, man must connect by faith to God. By believing what God says. I will together. This is the area Satan fights battle with Christians. He doesn't have problem with those who are non-Christians. Anybody who is not born again is just a guinea pig. It's just like, uh, you know, all these goods that the goat sellers sell. When somebody came, he would look at this goat and say, this one, the neck is too narrow. I don't want it. This one will kick the chest and say, ah, this one has eaten a little bit. I can, I can use uh, this chest of a soup and that one for steak and that. And then he says, that's the one I want. And the owner of the goat will take the goat and then he will just give them all the slaughter. So are people who are not born again. Ephesians chapter 3 holds. Over there, from verse 1 to verse 4. But for you who is born again, those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, you are not a goat, you are a sheep. Under the chief shepherd. And I say this to you, therefore, because you are a sheep, therefore, the only thing Satan tries to fight in your life is to cause you to doubt your shepherd, your chief shepherd. I'm not talking about man, I'm talking about the Lord himself. If Satan can make a Christian doubt God, finish! It can keep you where you ought not be till death. And you will be wishing a better day that would never come. So the angel said to the woman, Blessed is he. No, he said to the woman, He said to the woman, For with God all things 
are possible. Alright? He said, woman, what God has said to you, nothing can stop it except yourself. Because with God, all things are possible. But if you read further, the woman went to Elizabeth. And Elizabeth began to prophesy. Let's look at 42. It says, in a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among who? And blessed is? Somebody who had not heard began to speak about what is prevailing. I told you on the Christmas day what that means. We have many people who say they are prophets. And some of you believe in them. I cannot be moved by anybody who prophesies. Unless you tell me what is really definite. It says there, Bless you, woman, among all women, because an angel had visited you among all the women, and blessed is the child that you will bear, because what the angel said to you already has taken place. Now look at what it says. I love it. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should want? She come to me. The next verse. As soon as the sound of your greetings reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy, and then blessed is she who what? What do you say again? Blessed is she who has? Why? What it says is Blessed is he that believes, for he will see the performance. You believe, you see the performance. Why? Believe in the word is what draws the spirit. And when the spirit alights on a man, the power of God will overshadow the man to bring about the manifestation of the word. Come on, man. Your faith in God. Your faith in God is determined by how much of Him you believe. And that is determined by how much of the word you doubt. Let me give you an example. The first thing is that the Bible says you are sons of God. You are children of God, yes? Hello? Is that not true? There are some people who are still thinking that there are some children who are more children than other children. By your attitude. If you are a child of God, then approach your father like that. Don't think that anybody, no matter how what anointing he claims he carries, has a better right before God than you are right. Let me say something to you. Because some of you look more handsome than the others or more beautiful than the others, does it make you more human. Have you, have you heard the story that somebody, a woman that is ugly, will not have a person to be married? If you are not careful, they get husband first. Am I telling you something? Garbage that in your mind that a particular anointed man has a better right before your father than you. No, we don't have right before the Father by the anointing. Anointing is to enable us to, to carry out some message. That is to carry out the function errand God sent us. So you anoint you a prophet so that you can work as a prophet and 
bless people and prophesy and, you know, bring God's word. Anoint as a shepherd so that you can operate as a shepherd. You anoint as an apostle, you operate in signs and wonders. But when it comes to going to the Father, it is your belief in Him. It is your belief in Him. Are you a son? Then if you are a son, believe it. You approach the Father, believe it. Number two, you were not born again because you decided to be born again. You were born again because Jesus died for you and he called you into his family. It is by the power of Jesus you receive him as your Lord and Savior. Really? How many of you were very righteous and then you became born again? No, all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So our salvation is not by works. Our salvation is a gift. If you look at verse 17, I took you through that on December, on the, on the Christmas day, the verse, 17, verse 16 and 17 of John 1. John 1, 16 and 17. For the fullness, from the fullness of His grace, we have all received one blessing after the other. And I love the next one that says, For the law was given through Moses, grace and what? Truth came through Jesus. Grace is unmerited favor. Okay. Another thing you must believe in the word of God, therefore, is that you have been washed by the blood of Jesus. You, may be, you, may, you might have been a reckless sinner. But from the counterpoint of salvation, you have become the righteousness of God. I was sharing that in the, in the crusade in uh, um, what do you call it yesterday? Bristol yesterday. Bristol we see fire. <laughs> uh, the people were in the crusade. The people who were there yesterday don't understand that they were seed. A woman came out yesterday, a Filipino woman said that she had a vision which she had shared with people. She saw, she said in her vision, she saw darkness and she saw light. People were in light here, people were in darkness here. And there is a man standing in the middle and that man, you know, out of the man is the light that separated the light and darkness. And she said that... and. That man stretched his hand forward and she was going to the man and she looked beside the man. She saw a man standing on the side of this man. She recognized that the man that was standing was the Lord Jesus. And she was told that this man that was standing beside this Jesus, she was told that this is the man that is bringing the light into the darkness. And she looked at the face of the man she thought it was Pastor Benson and another pastor is a, is a black man. She said, but they were not. And she's wondering, who is this man? By the way, while I was ministering, she looked into my eyes. She came to me and said that you are the man. Which man? She said, I saw you in a vision some years ago. You are the man. She said, I want to talk to the people. So I said, go talk to the people. Bristol hasn't seen nothing. The vision God gave me about Bristol, I had told them before the woman came to speak. 
Listen to me. Believe in God. So shall you be established. If you don't believe in God, you will never be established. Second Chronicles chapter 2020. Then believe in his prophet. So shall you prosper. In other words, believe in God that God is. All of you have. I don't know if there's somebody here who hasn't. But if you haven't, if you say you haven't, you lie. Why are you here? Because for you to come into this house, you know it is the house of God. No man comes to the house of another man without believing in the man of the house. So it means that really you believed in God. Amen? But then he said, believe in his prophets. And he's spoken about the word that God has spoken through men. You find the whole Bible as the first, the first prophet is the Bible. Then you have the second prophet, people like yourself and myself. And that is the reason why you cannot believe any prophet who said anything contrary to what is written. It's not of God. Are we together now? So, that woman told the woman, blessed is he that word, believe, she will see the word performance. Now, let's see Jesus himself, what he said in the book of Mark. You know, we studied the gospel this week, or last week. Jesus said in the book of Mark 9, Let's read from verse 16. They brought a boy to the disciples of Jesus Christ that they cast him on out after being with Jesus for some time. And they couldn't. They prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed until the, the father got wearied. Okay? And Jesus came to the scene and he quickly cast the demon out and got the guy out of humiliation because Jesus didn't like anyone to be humiliated. So they went to the corner and before Jesus cast the demon out, Jesus looked at these guys that they were commanding the demon to come out. The demon possessed was, was rolling on the floor and hitting the floor and stretching and screaming and vomiting and all manners of stuff. So Jesus asked the father, <laughs> what's the matter? He said that this demon has tried to kill my son. Sometimes throw him into fire and into waters. And then he said to Jesus, if you can. Do anything. So the faith of the disciples has wearied the third party. And he says, The person over there, did he understand what I'm talking about? The person by, is he evangelist? Is that the something? You don't know where the man who had the demon is? You don't know the scripture? So why did you give me 22? He says here, what are you arguing about with them about? He asks. This is Jesus. The next verse. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought my son. I brought you my son. Who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Next verse. Whenever he seizes him, he throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. What can make a Christian 
to be unable to execute what God has freely given. This principle here is to cast out devils, okay? But that is an underlining principle for everything God has promised. What can make you not to be able to do what God has said? What can make you not to be able to fulfill the promise of God? What can make you not to be able to enjoy? People are giving testimony, you have no testimony. What can cause it? Unbelief. Oh, I come to church. Yeah, many people come to church who are unbelievers. Unbelief, unbelievers, I'm not talking about those who have not accepted Jesus. They have accepted him, but they don't believe him in him. Yeah, they rejoice in the church. Because Satan bamboos your mind. Give you a different picture of Jesus. And it says, the next verse, Oh, unbelieving generation. You see what Jesus said to them? Why could you not cast this demon out? Why could you not operate in the promise of God? Why could you not see the manifestation of the power of God? Why is it that others are seeing things and you are just wondering what is going on here? Am I not part of the church? Am I not part of the people? What is going on with my life? Why? Unbelief. Unbelief. Now, let me say this to you. I have just seven minutes more. God cannot put on with unbelief. As you are going next year, take unbelief away. Do you know one of the things that cause unbelief? When you set your eyes on the physical to determine your spiritual. Then when Peter looked at the wind, he began to sink. You know, when I read that scripture, I was telling somebody... Uh, it was yesterday. Yes, just yesterday somebody was asking me when they were feeding us. He said, Apostle, when are you going to finish this year's school? <laughs> I said, by the grace of God, I'll be delivered from sorrow by June. <laughs> and he said to me that, uh, <laughs> he said to me that, uh, but you know, this has affected you a lot. I said, yes. Before I went to study law, I always Teach the word of God from scientific point of view only. And you know it. But when I went to study law, I began to look at the word of God with another eye. And that gave me a more understanding of the, of the word. You see, when Paul Peter was said, Jesus was walking on the river, and Peter said, Ah, it's a ghost. Jesus said, No, it's me. Uh, he said, if it is you, why can he question if he believes? The question, if it is you, after Jesus has said, it's I. And a man is asking if it is. That man doesn't believe. So, for me to believe, tell me to jump into the water. He doesn't need to tell you to jump into the water. You are looking for mountains to rock and blast before you know God is speaking. Mountain does not have to rock. You are looking for a sign to shake, 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 and then say, dust, 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 dust. Say, 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 say it. That Lord, that Lord, that Lord. Then if people don't shake, that Lord is not said. You can't box God, man. You cannot box God. It's unbelief. It is unbelief. Jesus says, I am. And he says, if you are, tell me to jump. Okay, Jesus said, okay, jump. That's why he began to sing. But if you understand, a man who is heavy cannot begin to sing. It means that he was sinking in slow motion. Because when you throw a mass into the water, 
Of course, he has process of, of, you know, sinking, uh, the process of sinking. From zero velocity, okay, inertia, until it becomes kinetic. And then he will drop. But this man, they were able to notice that he started sinking. So what must have happened is what they call resultant force. He believed he sank. He believed he floated. He don't believe he sank. He believed he floated. He don't believe he sank. So when you sum the negative and the positive, then you get a slow motion sinking. That's what happened to Peter. <laughs> because how can a man begin to sink? You jump into the swimming pool and tell me the time that you began to sink. No, just jump like this physically. And tell me the time you began to sink. You will not be able to tell the story because the moment you jump, you're under the water. But this man didn't just go under the water. He was going gradually, gradually to the place whereby he was even able to pray. Jesus, save me! Somebody who jumps in the water and sinks, he will not be able to even say, G. Is it not so? And you see, when we read the, the Bible sometimes, we need to put it in a scenario of our real life. Because it's not magic. The Bible says he began to sink. The validity of that was he was able to even call Jesus for help. So if he was able to call Jesus for help, then it must have been a slow motion sinking. So what can make a man sink? Faithlessness. What can make, or unbelief. What can make a man float? Faith. So it means that faith, faithless, faith, faithless, Faith, faithless, faith, faithless was going on in the realm of his mind. And when you add that together, it gives you a slow motion sinking. That is the life of many believers. You believe God today, you unbelieve him immediately. You believe him again. What made Peter unbelief? The Bible says he saw the storm. Sight. Another thing that can make you unbelief is when you concentrate on yourself, and you take away your sight from the Lord. The first one, when you see the storm. Second one, you consider yourself. You are beginning to think that it is your power that will deliver the job. Or it is your merit that will give you the credibility. You will unbelieve God. Because your flesh will fail you. Alright? I have told you in this church, don't work for God. Work with God. Okay? Don't work for God, but work with God. And so, these disciples in the book of Mark, they were doing gymnastics. And Jesus said, how, how long can I put up with you? You men, you, you unbelieving generation. You understand, therefore, that Jesus is not just talking about them because they, they are just about 12 of them. They are not a generation. <laughs> He's talking to every one of us. Then Jesus said, Bring me the child. The next verse. So they brought him. When the Spirit saw Jesus, when the Spirit saw Jesus, when the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into what? Conversion. What did the Spirit see in Jesus? Faith. He saw the others unbelief. He did not care. But when he saw man of faith, the Bible says 
The Spirit started begging for his life. You must enter new year with a solid faith. Everything they have taught you. You know, in what I'm writing about, let me tell you, God told me about the judgment that will pass through the church and the government of nations. And I saw many offices empty. He says their habitation be made desolate. Some people vanish from history and never to be found again. John Tass in the church and in the world. People who have great security that no one can move. They melted into thin air. Like the time of Herod that a man became maggot while speaking. In their acts, the sword of judgment struck them before their masses and they vanished into thin air. This is the reason why you and I must enter the new year believing God only. Everything they have taught you on television that is contrary to God, drop it. Look, if I have money, Oh, I don't have money. It doesn't matter. What matters is when I die, where I'm going. I would mean now. If I have fame, or I don't have fame, it doesn't matter. Look, I can tell you what it is when you have money. I can tell you what it is. All of you students that every money you need, your parents are giving you. You are lucky. Oh, yes. I'm telling you. Anything you want, Papa give it, Mama give it, Papa run a skater, Mama run a skater. You just want, and then you get. You just want, and then you get. And you want. In a short time, you'll be promoted. When you are promoted, and you have to have money, is the beginning of sorrow. There is no money a man has that is enough. I would get. Anybody here have enough money? Raise your hand. I will tell you what to, you will give me the money, I will tell you where to put it for me. No level of money you have on earth that you are satisfied. Okay? So if you think that Microsoft is enjoying, you are a yuka. Look at their eyes, it's full of bag of water. Microsoft, Bill Gates, and the one that is not the Gates, all of them. Look at Obama. How old was Obama when he became president? In a short time, all his black hair had vanished, white hair all over. Look at his chin. Now he's dragging down, and his eyes is full of bags of water. Look at George Bush. He went to the presidency, smooth, robust, and good man. The moment he left the presidency, within a few days, he has aged. Look at Tony Blair. Very young boy and young, vibrant man. The moment he left the position, I wonder whether they don't take care of his chin again. When I see him, I ask him that. The whole of the chin got to disintegrate. Why? Because the kind of discipline and life he lived while he was there is no more necessary. The body is demanding the same discipline and he cannot receive it, so he begins to age. Listen to me, therefore. Money is not the end of your life. If you seek money at the expense of God, you will regret. Listen to me, therefore. It is the blessing of God that make a word without sorrow or death. 
Blessing man or sorrow equals blessings of God. Why is my trouser falling down really? <laughs> eh? I'm going to query mommy. Is it belt? I hope I'm not growing belly. Eh? I'm slowing down. All right, whatever the case may be. You are the one who says so. Next year, I will fast a lot. Now, let's carry on. <laughs> I was preaching, and he didn't let me concentrate. I better report him. Stay there. Okay, let's carry on. <laughs> now, let me say this to you, beloved, therefore. You must believe in your father. He is God. Okay? If you believe in him, if he tells you to jump, you will tell him, how high? You will not ask him, why? If he tells you, I am, you won't tell him, but if you are. If he tells you, I have blessed you, you won't tell him, where is the blessing? All the questions you have in your heart to God, bury them. After all these years, you ask the question, you get no answer. Then it's high time we stop search. Let us just serve God as God says He is. Be satisfied only in serving Him and face your own life duties. Anybody who believes in God will be very uh, committed to his own life. Discipline in life. It is faith in God that determines obedience in God. I will together now. But you see, what I want to stop here is that Jesus... When this happened, look at verse 21, 23, 24. 21 says very quickly, Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered the next one. It has often thrown him into fire and water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity. The faith of the church has wearied the world. Many of you who profess to be Christian, because of your own belief, people decide not to come to church. They tell you that our life is better here than to follow the church you are going. You suffer, you suffer, you suffer, you suffer. Nothing happens to you because of unbelief. The man's faith was worried. But, do you know something? This is where Jesus released the second principle. The angel said, with God all things are possible, isn't it? And Jesus now said also, not only with God. Look at what he says. If you can, say Jesus, everything is what? For? Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Now let me say this to you. That believe in two ways. One, believe in yourself. You are the one God promised. And then believing in God who had promised you. If Jesus said everything is possible for who believe, it means that you look at your life now. Why do we struggle when everything can be possible? I believe. Many of us don't believe in ourselves. Look, let me give you an example. How many times have you had a good dream to do something and you don't forget it? If you believed in yourself when you dream, you pursue it. How many times you have such a big, beautiful dream and you start it and you then begin to find several reasons why you think you cannot succeed? When you have not done all in your own path, 
There are so many things for you as a human being to do. Why should you think that your success depends on some people who have to be there or who have not to be there for you? If you can believe in yourself, you can do all things. Genesis chapter 11 verse 6. God said this, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible. Man can get everything done if you believe. You can get everything done if you believe. You can pass exam if you believe. You can fail exam if you believe. You can do business and succeed if you believe. You can get a job if you believe. People who believe, get a job. Nobody should come to me and say, Apostle, I've been looking for joy. Look for nothing. Nothing. Ah, what are you talking about? I mean so. Somebody who remains on internet looking for a job. What job is he looking for? The internet you are looking for a job before he goes to the internet you will have applied for it sometime. If I am jobless and I'm looking for a job, let me tell you how I look for a job. Everybody who knows me in this church, I will tell them I'm looking for a job. This is what I'm qualified to do. Most jobs have been filled before they advertise it. So, and you know, if I'm going to tell people that I look for a job, I will be a good boy too. So that they love me. Because I am good. I'm not a man who to 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 all over the place. Oh, mudu, 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 mudu. I think I can make everything. I'm so sorry for you. Really, you didn't come to the world alone. Somebody pushed you before you came out. <laughs> After you have been in her womb for some time, when you, when she got fed of you, say, hey, come out, come out. You don't want to come out by force. He push you out. Eh? <laughs> How can you be in a church? You don't have friends. You don't have enemy. Say prayer. Say amen. I mean, you think about it. You are in a family. You don't talk. Everybody is talking. You are. Then you say that God abandoned you. You abandon yourself. Oh, I'm suffering. No, you apply for the suffering. A man cannot be hungry in a bakery. Are you with me now? You are looking for bread in the house of bread. How can it be? You are the one who take the, the flour and you turn it to bread. And then you are selling bread. And then you are hungry. When I was a pizza chef, as we do pizza for you, and you are selling it, we are baking it, we put our own two. We put one on the, on, the, on the side when we are cutting the pieces. As we are baking, we are eating. I was a pizza chef in London. What are you talking? Pizza land in, in uh, uh, Tafaga Square. I was a chef there. What are you talking? <laughs> Hallelujah. And I was a lance of you before I went to become pizza chef. A real one. So you tell me you are looking for a job. You apply to internet. Thank God for internet. Use your mouth to apply to. Tell people you know. Let them know you are looking for a job. Then go out and do any job. When Sylvain did not come, I became pizza chef. Because I became pizza chef, I bought a baker. I became, became a car driver. Who told you that the label then can't car driver? I was a pastor. I was not being paid in the Baptist church as a pastor. 
and I was a cab driver, I was carrying my members. They called for cab and I carried them. Because my cab will send me to anybody. I go to the place, it's my member. Ah, pastor, you are the one. Mm-mm. I'm a cab driver. I'm not pastor here. You have to separate between your pastor and your cab driver. What are you talking about? And I was the last of you. Eh? I did teaching potter. When I prayed and prayed, God give me job, God give me job. I didn't give me, I got job by myself. That is faith. Wash big pots. The first job I went, I went to a kitchen potter. They said, can you wash all this? Pot? I said, what are you talking about? Pots? I can wash it. So they now gave me, they took me to where the pots are. Because I've never done it before. The pot that is big, they wash it on the ground. I was carrying it. <laughs> I can't carry this pot. I said, how do these people do this job, really? I carried the pot. I wanted to carry the pot onto the thing. As I was battling, I've washed everything. How will I wash this one? My boss keeps saying, did you not do the job before? I said, no, I'm a student. He said, no wonder. He said, okay, this is how you wash it. You are looking for a job. Whatever your hand finds to do, the Bible says what? Do it with all your hearts. As unto God. Believe in yourself. I can't do dirty job. Then you will not be able to do a good job. The way up is down first. Ha! Ah, the people will see me. It's better for people to see you working hard, labor, than to see you poor. Working miserable along the streets. Wearing one shirt for 200 years. Yeah, because you refuse to get a job. I, I, I pray, I believe God. I pray, 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 pray. Ah. They will tell you when you wake up that no man under heaven had prayed and food fell from the sky to his table. God don't do such miracles. If he did it, it's only once. Go and read the book of Elijah. <laughs> God will not continue to just give you food by, by, by sparrow. Sparrow have other jobs to do in the world. Are we together now? Believe in yourself. What will feed you? God put it inside this your head. What will make you? God has put it in your head. What you do with it? Out of your confidence in yourself determines how far you go. Someone tell you that you are a failure. You are a, that person is a liar. A failure is a man who run away to do not. So Jesus said, all things are possible for those who believe. Those who believe, those who believe, believe in yourself and believe in God. And this is what I'm going to stop today. Now we're going to talk more by the grace of God as we enter the new year. Faith is a great substance that God expects. Your righteousness did not come by work. Galatians chapter 3. It says, Abraham believed God. It was counted to him as what? Righteous. God wants you and I to believe him. Of course, if you look at the book of Hebrews chapter 11, I will deal with that. God's willing, I hope we have some meeting. What's today's date? 20. What meeting do I have with you before 31st? So my next meeting with you is 31st. Alright, that 31st we will see. And then 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Let me say this to you. You need to know, faith cannot be traded for work. 
Neither can you have faith and you don't walk. The Bible says it is waste. Men of faith believe in God and they believe in themselves. In other words, they believe what God says that they are. That's what they are. Because of that, they don't fear risk. They don't fear anything. Believers, because many don't believe in themselves, they fear death. They fear to take risks. I mean constructive risk. Not risking your life for nothing. But constructive risk. They soon give up, give up hope. Because they have one gray hair somewhere. Pastor Fashuba's dad is 82. I will graduate together with him in law. This June. When I started law, he went to law. The man is 82 years old. There's another man that I met in Buckingham. He was graduating in Buckingham when I was coming to Buckingham. That man is a millionaire of pound sterling. He is the one who built the, uh, the conference center in Ogiri. The man has his house in Park Lane. He, he doesn't owe on the house. Cash. And he came to study literature. They asked him, what are you studying literature for? He said, I don't want my brain cells to die until I die physically. He said, I come to read in university to reawaken my brain cells. He has money, he doesn't know what to do. So if he has, he has money and not, there is no issue. He said, I can't be sitting down all the time coming, grandpa, grandpa, grandpa. I want to go <laughs> and be current. And the man studied and he had his degree in... Um, in uh, literature. He also was in his 80s. So who is the old person here who says that uh, my age, I will have done this but for my age. Who told you? How old are you? I will have done this but for my age. Get out and do what you think. If it is thinkable, it is doable. Let's stand up together. We're going to pray for ourselves.